Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Let me tell you what's worrisome, Alice Shattuck. What's worrisome? Welcome to Vermont, by the way. Thank you. I like it here. Have you um, arranged for anybody to feed our chickens? Well, I'm going to be back in like two days. So okay. I How felt, about water? Anything? Yeah, I filled up everything with lots of water, and they're going to be all set. Can they drink it if it's in the form of ice? Yes. Oh, oh okay. Could have fooled them. <laughs> okay. So here is um, a bad sign. Okay. I apologize for the cacophony, but uh, it, it it just had to be eight six. Oh, Jesus Christ! Here's why this is a bad. I would sign. like to start telling people to call into uh, your radio station when when we're doing our show. This is. That is a video on Twitter. Okay. It's been around for a while. It is captioned, um, breaking. Russian TIE fighter downed just just outside Kiev. And it's a picture of a car driving down a road from the the windshield. Okay. And it shows, what does it show? A TIE fighter. Exactly. And in front of the TIE fighter? Um, a car and snow and... Let me make it... A road? Let me t- uh, let me t- ask you, t- tell me what's in front of the TIE Fighter. Uh, something burning in front of it? Okay. Anybody standing there? Oh, a stormtrooper. Exactly. A stormtrooper, okay. Yes. The problem with the world... It's obviously a CGI thing or whatever with, uh, right. that is, shows a TIE Fighter. It's obviously been shot down. Stormtrooper kind of just uh, demoralized, one leaning against it, another one. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Cato the Younger, who's got a lot of followers, says, Serious question. How do you know it's Russian? Somebody should be able to clarify markings. Not that I'm spe- skeptical of social media posts. Is Are they joking? No. Here's, somebody are you says, sure? Somebody says, it's the orange flame. That is clearly a Russian reactor core, which is somebody joking. Um, somebody says, does anybody really believe if they have a downed helicopter, they're going to put out a freaking orange cone? Because some... They think it's a helicopter? Right, exactly. Another person saying... Uh, some people get it, obviously. Uh, so another person says, looks like Star Wars stormtroopers next to the downed fighter. I think this is a fake. <laughs> To which somebody replied, what was your first clue? <laughs> so here's somebody else, a woman named Amberly says, why is there stormtroopers waiting by it? 
<laughs> she used her intellect, intellect yes. to discern that, wait a second, yeah, fine, it's a war piece of machinery, but wait a second, it doesn't make sense. There's stormtroopers waiting for it, waiting next to what is most obviously a TIE fighter. Somebody says, who else would you expect to be guarding it? It was joking with her. Somebody says, I find it so weird in some, weird in some there's snow and some there's no snow. Can anyone explain this to me? Somebody has screenshotted it with the picture okay. of the stormtroopers saying, uh, yeah, I always see stormtroopers crashing on the highway. It happens all the time around here. Thinking they're on to something. <laughs> Well, has CNN ch- fact-checked it yet? Somebody because else says, that's when we'll really know that it's... Somebody else says, why does it look like a Star Wars Stormtrooper is leaning on it? Leaning on the TIE fighter. So, um, that's not great. It's not great that we're... To me, you know what this means? That we're actively mean? getting stupider. But thinking we're smarter. Although all these, yeah. A lot of these people think they're dunking on somebody. Well, those people probably all took the class that Brian Stelter went and visited, that we played the CNN clip of the teacher teaching the students how to carefully discern misinformation on the internet. Um, and they probably think they're very clever for noticing the telltale sign that there's a stormtrooper in the frame. Um, but I'm also reminded, too, of... Um, I think it was Adam Carolla who was doing an interview and like he was saying that, you know, women or girls don't know as much about history. Mm-hmm. And he's like, people always challenge me on this. They always challenge me on this. And like some chick called up and to the interview and was like, that's not true. Like girls know about history. And he said, can you name two types of planes that were used in World War II? Huh. Interesting. And she didn't know any and i don't know that i could either and i know a lot of history stuff but not like that and i do think it's interesting because i think that history that's taught in school has really veered away from a lot of the specifics of any war stuff i think it's in general a sign of sort of the feminization of school in general Mm -hmm. because that's obviously something that boys would find interesting in history class stuff about planes and battles and like but we specifically i mean i never literally in all my and i took all the ap history classes everything like and i got fives on all the ap exams and um but i didn't but i didn't like do all the like history reading about planes in my free time and I think like every dad in the world spends half his life watching World War Two documentaries oh, on yeah. TV. But by the way, I too got all fives <laughs> on the AP exams. Let's see. Uh US history, world history, and European history. I got all fives, fives on. Yeah. Um, so, and that's just the history ones. Don't you get must me, have been don't, in a popular crowd, Alice. Don't my get goodness. Me started. My goodness. Um so the feeling we spent a lot of time alone (laughs) but anyway long story short but none of those classes they all specifically had it as a thing that we like learn about that the battle happened and we learn about um like what the consequences of the battle were like oh this meant that hitler this is the battle that meant that hitler now controlled this area blah 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 like right. this is the battle gettysburg is important because xyz these were the generals that led it but there wasn't we specifically did no battle tactics of any battle i mean like hmm. in general like world war 1 trench warfare you know, World War Two, Blitzkrieg, like you know, like sort of right. gen- generic stuff. But specifically, we it was like part of the thing. Like we're not going to do this. We're not going to do any battle tactics. There's not going to be any pickets charged. There's not going to be any like of this stuff in our. Like we're not going to go through the blow by blows of the battle. Well, isn't it in a sense, it, you know. Elites having to teach shop class. They're like, Ugh, I'm not talking yeah. about the. No, I think that's absolutely tanks. true. I I think that's absolutely true. And and I mean, like we would learn general stuff, but it was it was very much not battle tactics. And I think that that's part of a whole thing where, you know, that's exactly the stuff that interests boys in school. But it's exactly the sort of thing that girls find boring and can't wrap their minds around. And like therefore, it, that's you know, 
one of the many thousands of reasons why girls now do better in school than boys do. And yet, in a lot of ways, boys know more stuff about stuff. Still, well, well still, and- because they have totally different skill sets. I mean, like you mentioned shop class, that doesn't even rate to be at most high schools anymore that I know of. And that's exactly the type of thing where that's like a thing a guy would do and not a girl. Not that I think we should like exclude women from shop class if they want to take it. But but I think that 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 we've made it so that education is only stuff girls care about. And I think there's a lot of stuff in the world that's stuff that guys care about that that we've decided collectively like doesn't matter anymore which is i mean like why our militaries run the way it is and everything else like you know the girls got just as good grades in school they scored just as high on all the aptitude tests and this and that and like but they're not they're not doing the stuff that we need the army to actually do they don't know the things that we need the military to be into it's it's I, th- I think it's a symptom of a broader problem. And I think that's part of why so many people can look at a TIE fighter and not realize that that's not real military equipment. Because I think that any understanding of actual war, actual military tactics has been like completely scrubbed from our entire education system. So, mm. like, of course, those kids all think they're smart. They got all good grades in school on all the history tests. But... They literally can't tell a TIE fighter from, like, any other military aircraft. I also think that there's something to the idea that the exuberance that you're that you're to feel now for anything Russian being shot down just clouds your judgment. Oh, awesome. A Russian thing was shot down. Awesome, Zelensky and, and Ukraine fighters. Awesome, guys. Way to keep... Way to, Hold them. Way to take a stand against them. Awesome. Good, good. And then that's only reason the thing you're so enamored with the idea that something was shot down that you're like, uh, oh, wait, why is there a stormtrooper? I really want to believe this so I can comment on this, rah rah, because this is the thing now. This is the thing we all do. This is the new mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter avatar. Is that we're all Ukrainian now? I stand with Ukraine. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you see the meme? That's the guy from the like Pawn Stars thing where it says at the top, you know. Like, what are you going to do to help us, you know, save our country? And the guy's saying, best I could do is put your flag in my profile. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Putting a flag in your profile is uh, cheap. There's not much they're going to do to help out. You know, none of these people who's all, like, pro-Ukrainian is going to go fly to Ukraine and, like, fight Russians. It, they're, you know, it's very easy from the safety of your home to... Be all into the Ukrainians fighting you know, the Russians. I, I feel like you're missing the point of the conflict, Alice. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what it really is that you're missing here. Mm-hmm. For one woman in Kiev, the Russian invasion is a war. Sometimes war. we think it's just all a dream that we stuck in, inside some kind of a video game because you just uh, you live uh, in a quiet society and then you hear bombings and then you wake up to the sound of bombings i don't want to go outside i'm literally scared for my life this is z familio who's transgender this is a all my friends left the city so z familio transgender acceptance in ukraine is not mm-hmm. widespread and changing legal documents to match gender requires a long process with psychiatric examinations, CBS News spoke with one woman in Kiev who is now battling a war within a war uh, amid Russia's invasion. My neighbors left my floor and I think my building. She fears what could happen if she tries to leave, says the man. I know, the scary Russian troops might use the wrong pronouns. Well, I mean, the, the whole the thing is, is that we're supposed to see... You see, when we were telling you that they're killing trans people everywhere, you see, this is going to happen to this guy who really should be shutting the f- and grab a rifle. If he, if <laughs> yeah, he's a, no kidding. But no, it, but he gets to be, he found, he's so westernized that he found to be, I can be a super victim now. Oh, this is the greatest thing in the world. Not only am I trans, where my, every day the chances of me getting murdered are 96%, but now the Russians are coming, are famously anti-trans to kill me. The TIE fighter shot down uh, tweet is 
more worth worth more than this this yeah. story of this person. What would possibly make people think that that should be anyone's concern at this moment in time about Ukraine? Is CBS trans News. Rights. Why? I mean, I'm just like curious. The producer on that, like, did, there's people really dying over there. Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, in the CBS newsroom, with the web producers and web editors and the producers, etc., mm -hmm. who's going to stop this person who says, yeah, I would really like to do an expose on how the conditions for trans people who how feel like they're battling... How do find a trans who person fighting, in Ukraine right now? They're battling... I get this feel. I get the feeling this person is has a big social media presence. Uh. But who's going to stop that person who says, yeah, I want to do a piece on a trans person who's battling a war within a war... Because he's trans and he's got to be hiding from the Russians and he's, he can speak English because I've seen the, the 100,000 TikToks and be willing to do it. What editor, you know, over 30 now is going to say, uh, shut up, grow up, you idiot. Stop commenting on the TIE fighter. You I would stupid. think any of the editors and people who, you know, were back, you know, covering Iraq and Afghanistan who were there like with the troops in those battles and stuff would say, uh, that's not what war is about. Like, well, if, if, if this were 2003, the editor would first say, why are you calling the, the guy a she? Why do you keep referring to him as she? It's a, it's a boy, right? <laughs> yeah. Well then just call him. A, a, it's a man. So it, it's a drag person in drag is what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the, the editor, if he was, uh, had any self-respect would then take the reporter and throw them out of the balcony from the 15th floor until they die because that's the right thing they can do when somebody has a stupid idea of a war within a war yeah once again managing to larp during a real war i know that's what i'm saying it's like you don't need another war within the war because it's time for the imaginary wars to go away now because there's an actual war happening. So it's time for the play pretend wars and the play pretend civil rights crisis and all the other stuff to go away. Just like, you know, it's time, like, Putin actually kills journalists, which is, like, what makes it pathetic when our journalists in the United States are like, oh, Trump called us liars. And, like, Putin's like having people killed, okay? That's like what we're talking about when we say like there's not press freedom in Russia. It's not like Putin doesn't call people like mean, right? That's remember when uh, Christina Pusha uh, tweeted an AP story and said drag them on Twitter, and the AP was like, "This is an attack on our free press in the country." Right. <laughs> it's, it's just, but there's like actual stuff happening out there, and I mean, like I know the left is all crazy and they think that their stuff is real because they're playing stupid games in their mind about you know can i get back to my war within a war friend? all the things hang on this is not a very rainbow friendly place so lives for trans people are very bleak here isn't a 40 mile long column of russian war machines <laughs> Storming into Kiev. Yeah, I think it's pretty bleak for everybody at Jesus, the moment. But it's bleak for me too. But I'm more of a victim than this. Oh my god, this person sucks. This dude sucks and needs to be carrying a damn. You want to be a cool trans person? Use your naturally much bigger muscles than real girls and grab a freaking rifle. No, they don't want to. They don't want to compete with women like in real stuff like fighting wars they only want to compete with them in swimming competitions and stuff where it doesn't really matter and nobody gets hurt it's amazing amazing uh, and, that's thought, not a, a, and that's after i thought and we didn't even get to this yesterday but i thought the absolute worst ukraine take was yesterday when pulitzer prize winning uh Whatever she is, she's not a journalist. What even is Nicole Hannah-Jones? Uh, she's a, a essayist. <laughs> yeah, Pulitzer Prize-winning yes, essayist. Uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones um, tweeted that uh, the her take on the Ukraine war, her takeaway from everything that she's been seeing over the last several days is that Europe is not actually a continent and to say that it is, is a racist construct. She says Europe is, by definition, not a continent, in fact. 
Yes, yeah, so, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So, and then a bunch of people came in and asked her what exactly her definition of a continent is, and she didn't really have anything. Which, of course, the definition of the continent, right? A definition of the continent is the things that we call continents. They're just North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, Antarctica, Australia. That's like just that's the definition. There's no like special rule. So. You're right, although some of the answers in the thread kind of uh, noted uh, geographical uh, lines and divisions that yeah. kind of dice it up. But that reminds me completely, mm -hmm. tonight's State of the Union address, First Lady Jill Biden is set to attend Biden's State of the Union address tonight with a select group of guests, including one individual who has pushed heavily for the teaching of critical race theory in schools. Melissa Isaac, the, the Gizwazad... Protector of the young. What? <laughs> Melissa Isaac, the Gizwazad, I don't know protector of the young at the Michigan Department of Education's Indigenous Education Initiative, the Gizwazad, has a history of rejecting arguments in social media against the teaching of critical, critical race theory. Last summer, Isaac, the founder of Saginaw Chippewa Indian Tribes Project Aware Program, claimed in a few different tweets that the argument against critical race theory is a smokescreen. Let's call it for what it is. Censorship, Isaac stated. That's what we're really talking about. Censoring systemic racism, injustice, and equality will not ungay the gay, unqueer the queen, nor will it reduce the number of black indigenous peoples of color killed by police brutality. It will not keep my It'd indigenous... be hard to reduce that number more than it already is reduced. It will not keep my indigenous sisters from going missing and being murdered, and it definitely won't kill the Indian to save the man. We are all still here. Dun, dun, dun. She's the Gizwazad, if if you didn't know that, of of Michigan Department um, of Education. Wow. Do you, have you met, ever met a Gizwazad? No. How do you even spell that? G-I-Z-H-W-A-A-S-O-D. Giz was hot. <laughs> I don't well, know she's the how one. to say that, but I, I don't really have a better guess than that. But she's an actual. She's actually like in charge of people's education Look, in the Melissa state. Melissa Isaacs Isaac. in the state of Michigan. Wow, Melissa Isaac. She's a G I. Hold on. And she's going to the State of the Union. Yes, she's uh, she's uh, Jill Biden's. Some of the guests are are virtual. I don't know if she is. She's the Giz was odd. Giz was odd. Is what? Uh, uh, oh yeah, this so. is definitely her. I found her LinkedIn. Okay. This doesn't say uh, Gizwazad. It says doctoral candidate at Central Michigan University, wife, mother, good ancestor, Anishinaabe educator. But you know what? That's very interesting. You ask why Biden's administration has been so woke. Mm hmm. It's Dr. J. Dr. B? Well, Dr. J. Dr. Dr. J. Jill. Jill. Oh. It's Dr. J. Yeah. Yeah, she's the one who's into woke for sure. Or, and Kamala is into it too because she's very like social media driven. But it's like especially incredible like speaking of, you know, the Biden administration and their problems and the state of our union actually. Mm -hmm. Uh the fact that they would be focused on stuff like that in the guests, and I feel like maybe he's going to focus on stuff like that. Like, is he going to yell at us about voting rights again in the State of the Union? Uh, definitely. Of course. That we've done Jim Crow. Jim Eagle, yeah. <laughs> of course. So it's incredible to me that with people concerned about nuclear war, foreign policy disaster in Afghanistan, foreign policy disaster in Ukraine, prices at an all-time high, more price disruptions coming, especially due to the Ukraine crisis. I mean, like, in this state of affairs right now, the fact that you would go out there and talk woke stuff and yell at us for supposedly doing Jim Crow to people, even though, like... it. it voter IDs popular with everybody, including minorities. It just seems so incredible to me. If he goes out there and he doubles down on that message and that approach, like everything would be going great if you weren't such a bunch of bigots and we need to do more for trans people in Ukraine or whatever crazy thing he's going to come out with. Mm -hmm. uh, I like I how does that 
I mean, I think it'll make the Democratic Party a a pariah for a generation, essentially, because I mean, it's going to make Carter look rid- ridiculous because it, you mean not Carter gonna, look good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll make Carter look like much better than he yeah, was. Yes. Right. Because it's because it'll make the damage that he did look like ridiculously small, I think is what I was thinking in my okay. head. But I just the. The whole, the whole approach is so backwards. Like he could save this right now if he wanted to. He could team up with Mansion. He could get like steel workers up there. He could like talk to the working people, say that he feels like the pain of the prices and whatever, and like he knows that people are concerned. Like people elected him because they wanted normal. So if he doubles down on normal is racist and evil, and does all this uh, then then i think he's he's done and i think the democratic party is done for a long long time i do and uh, the only thing the only thing i think where he could have a win is he could declare that he's defeated COVID. well they're gonna but do his, that and that's the whole thing with the but masks his, but it's, it's but his base doesn't like that either is right. the other problem his base is upset that we're getting rid of masks i talked to a parent today who uh, wouldn't sign her kid up for karate class because the karate studio doesn't require masks. Really? Yeah. Really? And her kid's vaccinated. So I don't know like what. But yeah, his base of his party doesn't want the masks to go away. They don't want your masks to go away or my masks to go away, much less their masks. And they're not ready for normal. So he can. Do I know this person? Uh, I don't want to okay. give any hints. I'll tell you later. Well, uh, so let's use that uh, to uh, let's use that to move. Well, we can come back to the State of the Union if we want. I mean, well, but, but remind me to go to the masking thing in Connecticut. I don't think that Biden can win at all with the State of the Union, much like the the, the many of his policies. I think he's seen the the. Um, He's seen the iceberg five miles ahead and is not capable of turning the ship. He's afraid to. He's afraid to do it. I mean, do you ever stop and like, I think sometimes, like, just, wow, I cannot believe it's only been a year of this administration and how much havoc has already been wreaked on the country and on the planet. I I mean, like, I cannot believe some days when I wake up. Was it you who sent me that thing about the... Yeah. I mean, for him to dismantle our energy independence in the first weeks, our energy independence, our which, foreign policy, which our plays, economy, plays our, directly like, into this. Just our culture, our sense of national unity. Like, if there if there was anything left after the Democrats behaved like insane children through the entire Trump presidency, Biden has squashed it now. There's, there's, I, I just struggle to imagine what the next three years will look like like we're only a quarter of the way into this madness and it's already like i'm buying (laughs) i'm you know getting ready for nuclear radiation poisoning no it's incredible and it's to fill the void for our energy policy we're now dependent on the Russians, which is, of course, one of the reasons why Putin's invaded. Yeah, we, pour out we, all the vodka laid, you want. It's not we set help. the ground, the table for this invasion. This administration yeah. did absolutely. There's no doubt. And once they saw Afghanistan and saw Afghanistan and saw how the administration wasn't chastened by Afghanistan, Mm-mm. no, they said we did it right. Historic airlift. That's right. Yeah. A guy like Putin saying, "Wow, they that's the standard operating procedure." And they're standing by it. Yeah. What do we? Let's roll into Ukraine. We've seen how they act, and they stand by it. Mm-hmm. So he's painted. He's painted our, ourselves into this corner of impotency that there's no escaping from. It's remarkable. And, and looking at our own borders, and when he two years ago said, "I want everybody immigrants to surge to the borders, surge to the borders," and now we're unable to stop anything at the borders, but instead he vilified border patrol agents for strapping somebody. Right. It, I mean, once again, the, the sign to, to anybody who wants to run over the border is, wow, look at these guys. Not only has he effed this thing up, but he's not contrite at all. He stands yeah. by them and just compares them to Trump in the, the xenophobia of Trump. 
It's it's remarkable. I mean, I, 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 and it's disappointing because it's not even diabolical. It's just purely Anson, Anson, Anson. Come here. Can you tell? It's no. no where is she? Where are you going? Okay. Yeah. We'll see if you get a beer. I don't think you will. Yeah. Are those real beers? Yeah. Oh. Why you want? No, I thought we were on the wagon though. Well, we are, but I can't. I got the rest of the supply here. These are Ukrainian. Oh, okay. So, so you're supporting the Ukrainian yes, the, people. I see. Anson, pass along the message. <laughs> you're not like getting one. Kennedy with the not getting one with the coconut. You know, giving it to the uh, whoever were on the island is like. I hope it gets to my guys. Um. <laughs> Thank but, you, Anton. Tell Sally. But yeah, you were saying with the Biden administration, it's not uh, diabolical. No, it's, it's, and it's not, like when you were dealing with Bill Clinton and some of the people in the Clinton administration, mm -hmm. you were dealing with some conniving thinkers. Yeah, some Clinton, shady characters. Clinton himself was a thinker. Obama was a thinker. And mm -hmm. a double speaker, bleep talker. And he was, Obama, I mean, think of the people around Clinton, Terry McAuliffe. A snake, but a smart SOB. Mm -hmm. uh, around Clinton, uh, around uh, Barack Obama, you had uh, what's Rahm Emanuel. You don't run in the ship. That guy is, he's got a brain and it's running constantly. Mm -hmm. What is, who does Biden have? Rahm Emanuel what? didn't spend all day retweeting Jen Rubin tweets about what a great job the Biden administration right. was doing. But no, this administration is solely concerned with what's going on on Twitter, what people are saying about them on TikTok, and... Yes. And like we were saying yesterday, like watching reruns of the West Wing and imagining that that's their life. Like, that's... That's what they do all day. Like, what's the next They're project? They're 100% obsessed with appearances. I guess so. I mean, but are are they? Why do they have this guy shuffling along on the on the South Lawn or whatever for a minute and 43 seconds, looking like walking like John Cleese? <laughs> I mean, it makes it makes no sense. Meanwhile, he's masked then outside. And now what? Suddenly today, Nobody needs a mask anymore in D.C. I, I'm sorry. I, I have callers to, to my radio show who mm -hmm. call in who have done, have read volumes on ivermectin, have read volumes about this study or that study and the Moderna CEO and uh, this and that and spend all the time in the world. You know, looking into these theories, and some some of them are conspiracy theories, some of them aren't, etc. I have more trust in those callers than I do with our political establishment, and certainly our media, completely, and the bureaucracies, the institutions. I have, I, I don't, I, I mean, I I now when somebody calls, when person A calls person B, a conspiracy theorist or QAnon, I immediately have more credit credibility given allow, allowed to person b mm -hmm. because the people calling everybody else QAnon and conspiracy theorists have been effing malevolent liars now yeah for more than two years i mean really for the whole trump administration but covid threw things into high gear you know i wonder too if he's going to bring up his uh his vaccine mandate for businesses the ones that the courts have have thrown out right and 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 what a huge deal he made of that and said he was losing patience with us and our bad behavior and all this stuff about it. And <laughs> and like that initiative's just gone. They haven't brought it up again. Like are they even gonna try and defend it or do they just know that the whole proposal is cooked and they don't care anymore? I think that they're gonna spike the football and say that because of those attempts and because the administration was laser-focused and clear-eyed mm -hmm. in their approach to COVID, that, um, that that's why we were finally able to open schools. And you know what? Take the mask off, as Biden will show us tonight in some attempt to be theatrical. <laughs> I already hate this speech. It hasn't yeah. even happened yet. No, absolutely. Oh. But yeah, I just, I don't, 
It's not that I think, like, it's necessarily a salvageable presidency overall, but, like, I would think if I were the if I were the Biden administration or Anson. if I were in there advising him, I would be telling them to freaking moderate, go toward the center, get some freaking coal miners at the State of the Union who like you, mm -hmm. get some truckers who like you, get somebody, get some healthcare workers, like, do something to... Like, try and go for things that promote unity. But instead, you're going right. to bring in, after watching what happened in Virginia last year, you're going to bring in CRT people? Right. When really, I mean, you like, should be, he should be bringing in an injured member of law enforcement or some right. law enforcement hero. Um, it, you know, in, in at least some kind of nod, but he can't. He can't. You know, well, yeah. there's a better chance of us getting, uh, you know, the, the guy that the cop shot in Kenosha than than a cop he visited the kenosha guy. right i mean like he's buddies with him now he visited him and his family and commiserated with him even though the whole thing was bs and he was trying to knife a cop when he got shot it's ridiculous the whole thing is so stupid he he can't or won't moderate because he won't uh you know he's just acquiescing to his own like craziest parts of his party so i think he's gonna try and talk a bunch about katanji brown jackson is that her name yeah, I mean, but why does he? Why does he have to? Because that's a victory. It, it is. She hasn't been brought. But she will be. She was. She was affirmed already. Confirmed recently for that. Doesn't other, necessarily Mary mean Garland anything. Trump. And I know that she will be. But still, I and mean, that's, is be. that a? I guess I. I mean, it's a victory. It's for historic the, for the forty percent of people or thirty something percent of people that still like him. But you don't. He doesn't have to do any more tending to James Clyburn's needs. He gave Clyburn a, a incompetent black vice president, mm -hmm. and now a Supreme Court pick. Right. It seems to me it would be a waste of. Oh, thank you. Oh, that was unsolicited. Thank you. Wasn't Anson supposed to do it? Anson was supposed to tell Sally to do it, but oh. they, I knew it. It, this, it was. Awesome. He didn't expect it to really come. Neither of us did. So. No, we thought that thank was you. over. Thank you. You're a good boy. Did you go to the store and get a whole bunch more? <laughs> thank you so the other thing i think uh his administration is probably thinking about although i don't know if they'll talk about it tonight but in search of like some victory any victory i think they're gonna start looking at and thinking about if there's some way they can do some student loan debt relief <clears throat> because I think he's realized he's not really no, going to get much else through Congress. You can't do that, Alice. Before, who's that going to win the election I'm for not, in November? I'm not advising him to do that, but I think people are. Well, okay, so I you're assuming that he's going to be him, he's going to be continue to be stupid and pushed by wokesters. Yeah, I haven't seen any evidence that he's pushing back on right. them yet. And the so, move would be to do some kind of paid family leave. That would be the move. Yeah, because there's a lot of Republicans that are on board right. with that, but. But the left doesn't generally like the types of proposals that Republicans have for that. Like Marco right. Rubio had a proposal that was like, when you have a kid, you can take like 12 weeks of your Social Security, but then you have to push back your retirement by 12 weeks. So it's like cost it's kind of innovative. So it's like cost neutral. And like, what do you care when you're 65 to wait three more months to retire? Yeah. And right? really, who's retiring at 65? Those right. days are over. But, but you know what I mean, right? Like it. It doesn't matter. The extra three months doesn't matter to you when you're retiring, but it does matter to you a lot when you have a new baby, right? So it's caught, but Democrats didn't like that because they consider that a cut to Social Security. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you can't you can't win them all, but you know they they don't want to do things like that, and they don't want to work with Republicans, and they. I, I think that the voices in his own party that are talking to him right now, if he's having CRT people at the State of the Union, the type of people who have his ear are telling him that what he needs to do to get popularity, people like AOC and all her buddies are telling him that what he needs to do to win back over the American people is like student loan debt relief and things like that. So, you know, I, I, I do think we're going to see a push for that. You know, they did. Didn't they extend the deadline for people having to start pay their student loans again a while ago? So that's going to come up again soon, I think. Mm, Wasn't yeah. it like in January and it was three more months or something? Was it? I Maybe. think it was because they extended the like COVID state of emergency 
for however much longer, right? So so I think that was like a while back. I'd have to look into that. I, I don't have it off the top of my head. But I know that that – do you remember when the student loans were going to start being due again? Yeah, and everybody raised hell. And then he extended it further. Let so, me tell you something. He does something for student loan debt relief. He's going to mobilize – 70% of the country. I don't know how many. What percent of the country goes to college? So all the people who didn't go to college then pay for the college for the people who did go to college who all make more money than the people who didn't go to the college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doesn't sound like equity to me. Uh, <laughs> I think that's problematic in a, in a way. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that will be popular, but I think that there are a lot oh, of people by the way, on the, the left who believe that Some buses are free in popular. Boston, Alice. Oh, yeah. I to, heard. to a marginalized communities now, in the spirit of equity, the buses are free. Mm. Yeah, our uh, friend of the show, Mark Sardella, actually uh, had a good article on this because a bunch of different communities around, uh, you know, that are on the MBTA around Boston, near Boston, one of which we used to live in, um, they a bunch of people that are elected officials in those communities put together a letter asking the MBTA to make their buses free too and saying that their towns would pay some of the costs for making their buses free. Of course, they don't they didn't, you know, mm. run it by their towns before they committed I mean, I don't think it's a really a commitment of funds per se, but before they went to the MBTA and said, like, yeah, our taxpayers will give you money to make buses free too. So they didn't uh do that. But yeah, there's a bunch of them in, in Wakefield, Melrose, Cambridge, a bunch of those types of towns have, have gone to the MBTA and said said stuff. Uh I should find the article with the details on that because I didn't I didn't look into it right before the show. He sent it a little while ago. But yeah, there there is a push on in Massachusetts to make public transportation much more free. So to Connecticut, t today was a day the great unmasking where mm -hmm. that you were allowed to be unmasked, but they left, left it up to localities. Mm -hmm. Massachusetts, I think it was, yeah, yesterday. So there's Monday. six or seven of the big cities, Hartford, New Haven, are mm -hmm. continuing with masks and a few others, including Hamden, Connecticut, continuing with masks. And even in some of the places like Glastonbury, where you and I have been, yeah, this is a young lady who, <clears throat> who they've unmasked everybody. The governor was there. The guy who masked them all said it's good to see smiling faces again. When he was the guy who was covering up the smiling of course, faces for two years. But here's a 16 year old student. This girl, everybody else there is unmasked. This this is a girl, 16 years old, with a mask on. I just want to be safe to protect my family, and you know it's just like the right thing to do. Probably sounds like a good kid. What type of mask does she have on? She doesn't have a... a KN95 no, no. respirator or no. something. Yeah. So it's not It's the right thing anything. to do. Oh. She says. I just want to be safe to protect my family. And, you know, it's just like the right thing to do. It's now just like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it does So anything. if it's now the right thing to do, when's it not the right thing to do? Never. Okay, so it's always the right thing to do now. Yeah, there's never... If you can't unmask now, you can never unmask. I don't see how you could because all the wastewater COVID levels, everything's down, everything's done. Like, there's no... COVID's vanishing. I mean, for the psychos who test all the time, too, right? Like, the cases are going to go back up down in the American South in the summertime when it gets hot. And the people in the blue states will say that it's because they're not vaccinated enough and they don't mask enough and they're bad people and all the things, right? And then uh, COVID will come back up here in the fall when it's cold and people go inside and it will be not their fault. And how could this be happening to us? We're such good people. It must be all you anti-vaxxers who did this to me somehow. Like, and I really, I don't want to believe that that's going to happen again, but I think that it is. And it depresses me to think that it is. So listen to this. As he's greeting all the students leaving mm -hmm. the school, Lamont sees one kid with a mask on. And this is what he says to him. Want to wear the mask a little bit longer? Stay yeah. safe. Want to wear it a little longer to stay safe? Mm-hmm. So wait a second. So you're letting them be unsafe, all the right, other Right, so kids. everybody else is unsafe? And also, is that mask making that kid safe? No. Want to wear it a little bit longer to stay safe? This is insanity. This is catering to a fanciful fantasy world now. Mm -hmm. Want to wear it a little bit longer to stay safe? Stay safe? 
We've known for quite a while that masking kids on math does not do much about COVID spread at all, especially in Omicron world. And the vaccines for kids don't do much either. There was just a new whole study. Right, I saw it. And it, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, a lot of people said this at the beginning when the child vaccines came out. You know, a lot of very mainstream sources... Vinay Prasad, Tracy Hoag, like uh, the these um, like you know mainstream serious doctors who are pro vaccine, who have their COVID shots and all mm-hmm. the stuff, right, and believe the evidence and all the things, and they were saying we don't have a lot of evidence that kids need these shots because when they tested them, they didn't test for clinical outcomes because the the severe clinical outcomes in kids are so rare that it's very difficult to statistically determine if the vaccine does anything for them, and. So now that a bunch of kids have taken the vaccine, they have a little bit more data to work with than they did in the trials. And the kid vaccines are about 12% effective at preventing right. COVID infection. Right. And so now let me you hear the more than city is part of this. This is uh, Melissa Kaplan, who's uh, in uh, Hamden. She's the head honcho on the Board of Education telling you why you need masks still. Listen to this. I think we can all recognize the importance of classroom learning and can agree that learning is best in school. This was made possible through wearing masks, advocating for vaccinations and boosters whenever possible. This is made possible through extortion. Yeah. This was not made possible through wearing masks. Yeah. it's made possible through wearing masks and advocating for vaccinations and boosters because we held a gun to your head. Yeah, because we said we're not opening the schools unless you do this to your kids. Right, right. So, it, isn't that amazing? I mean, what a malevolent to talk about. God, talk yeah. about dangerous. And you talk I to mean, the people, and, I, and I'm not going to go into the, the nazi thing and whatever. thing. But it's a small battles. It's like, you know, if you're not going to ever push back with the small battles... When the brown shirts are around, really threatening you, what are you going to do? Well, right. I mean, the whole thing, like when you say it's extortion, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Imagine if the person who blackmailed you, like who had, you know, really damaging information on your life or something, and then and then they blackmailed you and you gave them money and you see, then they said, see, look what's been made possible by you giving me all this money. Now your life is great because I haven't, right. because I haven't revealed this damaging information. See, you paying me made that all possible. Like, no, you right. just, you're a middleman to making that possible. You're messing up the process. The other new thing I have is that they're doing, of course, all over Connecticut, big blue state, they did a news piece, of course, on all the liquor stores getting rid of the Russian vodka, uh-huh. including at Big Gary's in Colchester, mm-hmm. where Gary Tromley owns the place. And it's very interesting because he had to put signs up on the vodka shelves saying, not Russian. Because one of the problems with Russian vodka is there's hardly any of it. Yeah, it's like one point something right. percent of the so, re- American vodka market. So listen market. to Gary Tromley, who I like. Most people think all vodka is Russian. Mm-hmm. I mean, you come down here, what I can show you is, well, there's a Stoli. And as right. you can see, I have my sign up, the not Russian, because everybody was uh, getting nervous I was being Russian. And then he moves yeah, on Russian to... Russian Standard is like the only big name <laughs> one. And who buys Russian Standard no. vodka? He moves on to Smirnoff. And this is why you're, you're, you're going to learn at the very end of the sentence why he's my favorite person in Connecticut next to Caitlin Francis who has a crush on me different thing um um Gary Is she the one whose uncle listens? Uh no, that's Kate the Caitlin Birchill. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, no, different different person who I love too, which is very okay. good at her job, but Caitlin Francis is different different thing. One of my unhealthy crushes. <laughs> okay. So here this is Gary uh so here's Gary Tromley of Big Gary's in Colchester. Letting you know the truth about Smirnoff. All these are produced in America, just about. Oh. Yeah, you got Smirnoff vodka, which we just found out today. I didn't know this, and I've been selling it for 30 years. It's produced in Illinois. <laughs> How great is he? I like him. Damn right you pronounce the S in Illinois. <laughs> Damn right you do, Gary. He is my guy, and I am standing by him uh, now and absolutely forever. Uh, uh, thank you so much for listening, what everybody. What exhale Sorry. about? I couldn't remember what I was supposed to do next because oh, I'm I really see. tired. It's I can't believe it's only Tuesday. I've like lived a year this week already, I feel like. Okay.
How'd you like my new car, by the way? The Mitsubishi Zero? I would be it's using Mitsubishi that for myself. Outlander. I'll be using that no, for myself. No, it's my car. Thank you, you. Do you know what a Mitsubishi Zero is? No. Of course you don't, Alice, because it's a World War II plane. <laughs> See? I told you yep. I didn't know any World War II planes. I get all fives in my AP test. Yeah, so well, but they didn't uh-huh. require, if they required uh-huh. you to know about World War II planes, then I would know some uh-huh. World War II planes, but <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> uh... Anyway, um, we do have our new car. You can uh, talk to us about that. So, th- so when you went ah uh, to gather your thoughts, <laughs> one of the punch list items was to reassure people that we do have our new car. Is that an action item? I don't have. I'm so tired. <laughs> Uh, you can talk to us on Twitter, though. That's at Burn or Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com, Burn Barrel Podcast, gmail.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.